Welcome to the Smart Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Hitchcock. I'm an entrepreneur, online influencer, strategy junkie, and spreadsheet ninja. Each week, you'll hear inspiring interviews and leave with actionable tips and strategies to help you work smarter and scale faster. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Smart Influencer Podcast. Today, we're talking with Liz Marino about the importance of updating older content. Liz explains the benefits of updating content and shares her strategies about how to go about identifying what to update and what to do after you update the content. Welcome to the podcast, Liz. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to chat with you. Well, I'm so excited to have you on today. We've got some great information to share with our listeners. But before we jump in, would you please share some information about yourself and your business? Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. So my name is Liz Marino, and I am the founder of a health food website called The Clean Eating Couple. I started that probably four or five years ago at this point. It's all all a blur in <laughs> entrepreneur years. Um, and I really yeah. started it at first just as a way to kind of chronicle my own health and wellness journey. And then I kind of cr- quickly realized the potential um, for being a blogger or influencer. Uh, and I, I worked really hard to build it into a business. And over the past few years, I've built it into a multi six figure business. And with the knowledge that I've learned over the past few years, I decided to kind of start helping other bloggers reach their own blogging goals. And now I do some blog coaching uh, and I, I have resources on my website to help other bloggers. Yeah, your website is fantastic. And I, we were talking before the show, I love the emails that you send out um, (laughs) about blogging. They're just, they're so very helpful. So um, if you're listening, make sure you hop over and subscribe to her emails. They are fantastic. Thank Um, you. So today we're going to be talking about how we can update content strategically and use it as an effective part of our content strategy. Um, You know, so many times we think that we have to create brand new content in order to be successful, but this strategy is a little bit different and will, will really, I think, help us grow, correct? Yes, I think so. I mean, there's definitely a place for new content. Things are always changing. Different things are relevant at different times, but in my opinion, there is a ton of value in your old content and you can update it to really kind of unlock the potential that it has and not be stuck on the constant wheel of new, 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 always creating and feeling stressed about getting brand new content out there. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you feel are some of the benefits of updating old content? There is, there's so many benefits (laughs) I could go on and on. Um, but just some of the ones that kind of come to mind when I think about it are you're ultimately going to be saving a ton of time and just really mental energy and space uh, in your brain. Your website is going to kind of become this ultimate resource on whatever your expertise is, whether it's food or fashion, you will have the confidence that everything on your site is really the best that it could be and that you are going to show up as the expert in that realm. You're never going to have that kind of worry of, oh, you know, it's a really good recipe, but don't look at the pictures. They're so old. (laughs) They're from when I was using my first generation iPhone. Um, You know, you're going to present yourself really in the best way possible. And then when all of those things are happening, really, it's just 
a kind of like domino effect of good things that are going to happen. You're going to have better results on social. You're going to go up in your rankings on Google. Your ad revenue is going to go up. Your affiliate revenue could go up. So it's really just, there really are no (laughs) downsides to doing this. And there's just only a ton of potential in my opinion. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of those posts already have some sort of Google juice at, you know, because they are existing URLs, right? Yep. So we're just giving, we're now we're helping Google to understand us who we are better. Absolutely. Why, um, when we're trying to decide what content to update, do you have a strategy that you use to decide what you should be updating first or what you should prioritize? Yeah, I do. There's a couple of different ways that you could approach this. And I believe that you're going to include this in the show notes, but I have a free checklist and kind of, it's a tutorial on how to do this. So uh, grab that link in the show notes. If you want to check it out, that'll be super helpful for you. But really the two main ways that you can kind of do this. And my favorite way is to look into your Google analytics and see what your top 50 most popular posts are. And you want to make sure that you're doing this for a range that's broad enough that it's kind of encompassing any seasonality. You know, you don't want to just do this for Q4 because you're thinking, I'm just going to use food as an example. Um, You don't want to do this for Q4 because your, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas recipes are going to be the most popular posts. You want to look at it for, I like to look at it for a full year. So see what your most popular posts have been for the past year. And then look at where those can be improved. The caveat that I always like to give is that you don't want to go and completely overhaul those top few posts that are bringing in thousands of page views and tons of traffic and they rank really high because the whole purpose of this is that when you're changing your content and updating it, Google is going to view it in a different way. So if you have something and it's working, you don't want to tweak it too much because then you could have a negative effect. However, mm-hmm. if you have a post that's five years old and you see that it's getting a couple thousand page views a month, you can probably tweak it, alter it for SEO or alter the photos or add some helpful links in there. Maybe you have a new affiliate partner that you can link up in there and you can really help it boost up in all different facets, whether that be SEO, social traction, all of that. So that's one way of doing it. You can go off of your analytics and look at your most popular posts. The other way that you could do this, and this is a little bit more complicated and you need a bit of a Google search console knowledge, but again, this is in the tutorial that's uh, linked below in the show notes. You can look at Google search console and there's a way to filter things around that you can see where you are in the top of page two on Google. And sometimes all that content needs is just a little nudge, a little tweak to get it onto page one and have it start climbing the ranks in Google. So that's another way that you can do it. I don't think that there's a wrong way, you know, either way is a great path to take. I just prefer looking at the most popular content um, because I also think that it's really eye-opening. And I think that we should all kind of know what our our greatest hits are (laughs) that are bringing in um, traffic because that's a reflection of you uh, when people land on your site. Yeah. And I'd like that you mentioned to kind of, you know, um, use search console and Google analytics together. Um, I think they're two, both very powerful tools and giving us kind of like a different approach to the, each one comes at the data from a different angle and, um, really gives you a more, um, broad view of your post performance. Um, I've heard from other experts that, you know, when you're editing your content, you should maybe baby step it a little bit and not overhaul everything at once, but just do little bits at a time. Is that what you would recommend as well? I have two kinds of philosophies on this. 
And it's hard because there, I don't know that there's any, Google's never come out and said like, <laughs> like do this, you know, Google, they like to keep their secrets. They got to right. keep us on our toes. So like I said before about like your most popular stuff, I would be so careful. I, I mean, I rarely, I have, you know, three or four posts that bring in a ton of traffic to my site. Like the probably four of them make up maybe 25% of my monthly traffic. Right. And I'm real careful when it comes to touching <laughs> those. So I don't want to swap out photos, even though I know they could probably be a little bit better. I'd be, yeah. I'm really careful with those. But if you have a post, and I should have mentioned this earlier when we were talking about old content and, you know, how to decide what content to update. There's also, I guess, a third approach to this and that maybe you have a post that is five years old and it gets two page views a month, but you know that it, they are the best brownies of all time. And if only you had some better photos, if only if you had some keywords in there, you know that there's a shot that they could rank on Google. So there's also kind of those anomalies that maybe they don't rank, maybe they get no traffic, but you know that if you completely overhauled it, they could. In a case mm -hmm. like that where it's getting no traffic, in my opinion, there's no loss. Go right. ahead and overhaul the whole thing. Delete right. all the photos. I mean, I have completely gutted posts um, from you know 2014 that were on my site that were just... <laughs> horrendous. If someone looked at them, I would be mortified. <laughs> yes. I'm guilty so, of that as well. Yeah. I think we all are. I mean, and that's fine. We all start somewhere. So with a post like that, I think there's no loss to completely gutting it and going, you know, all out, completely changing it. If you do have something that is getting some decent traffic, I think that to your point, a baby step approach is a good way. So maybe you update the photos and you see where it goes, right. or you update the keywords and you see how it goes. Well, you add in some helpful text and you see how it goes. And I, I, that's usually the approach that I take. And I wait, you know, three to four weeks, make sure that it hasn't completely tanked in Google and my traffic <laughs> hasn't evaporated and then, you know, add in another thing. So you can kind of do a mixed book. You can be super careful and barely update anything with those really right. popular posts. You can do it piece by piece, or if it's not getting any traffic, I mean, go ahead and overhaul the yeah. whole thing. It, it does not matter. No one's going to miss those first generation iPhone photos, get rid of them, <laughs> get the new ones in there and, and, you know, go all out and really make it a great piece of content. Yeah. I have one post. It's always, it's, it's consistently in my top five. And I noticed there's some information gaps in there. Like there's constant questions on the post. Cause I wrote it a long time ago before I was really focusing on user experience and things like that. And, you know, making sure all the questions were answered in the post. And, um, I keep wanting to like the, the uh, OCD in me really wants to update that post in the worst way, because I want to answer these questions once and for all, instead of constantly updating or ask answering them in the comment section, but I'm so afraid to touch it. So see, I, I think with something like that, though, if your readers are asking you a question, I like to think that Google is only going to reward you for helping make it the best piece of content. Yeah. So an instance like that, I, I don't think that, I mean, you never know. You could go and change it and you could wind up losing your traffic. We never know what Google is going to decide to do. <laughs> but I think with something like that, and I mean, when I get questions, I try to automatically, I respond in the comment and then I automatically copy and paste it and add it right to the blog post. Because if someone is asking that, chances are someone else is going to ask that. So for instances like that, I like to think that Google is going to only help you for helping out your readers, but it's right. so hard to tell. I know it's, you, you have to kind of try to understand what a robot is thinking. Exactly. <laughs> if, if they do think, right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. I clear my throat. So 
this, this is great. Like the, you know, a strategy for how to approach updating content, but how does this updated content really um, start to affect our SEO? Have you seen big improvements in your search engine optimization and your rankings from updating content? Yes, I absolutely have. I mean, my traffic has grown exponentially year over year. And what I'm finding is that I am producing less content because, because I'm not creating new recipes. I mean, I still create new recipes. I mean, we all have to create new recipes. Kids right. just only update old content, but I'm creating less new content and I am still growing in page views, still growing in following and social traction and all of that. And my rankings are going up. I mean, Google traffic makes up the largest portion of my, um, my traffic. And what's interesting to me and what, why I like to focus on Google is because yes, Google changes, they have algorithm updates, but it's not like Pinterest and Instagram where every other day, it seems like they're coming out with new features or changing the way that they operate with Google. You have a little bit more of a say in how you are going to perform, I think. So that's why I really like to focus on that. So do you track, like when you've make, made updates to particular posts, do you track the progress of that over a certain time period to see how well it's doing? I don't only because it's, I find that that's not the best use of my time. I, if yeah. I had more time, I would love to create a spreadsheet and watch it go up in the <laughs> rankings. I love a good spreadsheet, yeah. um, but I just don't have the time to do that. I will often you know, six months later, I'll be like, Oh yeah, that oatmeal recipe. I wonder how that's doing. And then I will look and see, Oh, it's on the page, page one of Google. And it's in the second spot, but I don't religiously track it as much as I probably should. Um, if you are super interested in that, and I know people are real die hard on their SEO and they do do that. I just find that, you know, that's not really the best use of my time, but I am constantly going back and pretty much every six months I will do almost like a mini content audit. So mm-hmm. I will look back. So we're, we're chatting now. It's January. I will look at what I did last June and just kind of see like, how are things going with these? Like, is, you know, there a new post that is better than mine? Is there content on page one that is, has more helpful information than me? And I, if there is, I will go in and make those tweaks and hope that it's going to bump me up a bit, but I don't, you know, spend time seeing, you know, it was in page position six. Now it's in two. Now it's in four because it changes every day. And I just feel like there are better uses of our time as content creators. We all know that we have a million jobs to do, (laughs) and that's not one that I want to focus on too much. Yeah. And I can imagine it's kind of like, you know, checking your weight every day on the scale, you know, seeing exactly. if those numbers go up and down, you know, you can get obsessed about it to where it, it is starting to take over your time. And now you're not doing more productive right for your business. Because I think that if you do want to track it and see how things are performing, a better way to look at it would kind of be the approach that I take and doing it, sit down, spend, you know, mm-hmm. two hours and look at all of my posts from six months ago, how are they performing? What can I improve? Boom, 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 update them and move on rather than me taking the time to be like, well, this was in position this, and then let's see, it's gone to this. I mean, there's value in that too, to see if you're only moving in the wrong direction, obviously there's an issue. However, I don't think that sitting there and inputting numbers and spreadsheets to watch where you're going is the best use of your time. But if you use a tool like SEMrush or a Ahrefs, Ahrefs, I don't know how to say it. Um, I don't use either of them, but I believe that both of those have the functionality that you can put your URL in and it'll kind of give you a graph of it. 
Yeah, I've seen that. I use SEMrush and I've seen that in there where you can track kind of the progress of a particular yeah. post over a period of time. Um, you know, it's nice to see, but I'm, I'm a numbers nerd. I love spreadsheets and things like that. So I would love to sit and just track this kind of stuff, but I can <laughs> absolutely see your point. And I, I would probably lean towards the way you are doing it just because it can get, I would think overwhelming that you're just caught up in these numbers yep. and you're not moving your business forward in that respect. And the other thing with SEO is that it really is like pretty much everything in blogging, a long game. So yeah. what you do yesterday is not going to, to <laughs> have an effect tomorrow. You need at least three to six months, I would say, to really start yeah. seeing the effects on it in Google. So if you're constantly sitting there hitting refresh, waiting for your <laughs> post to pop up on page one, you're going to be waiting for a long time. Yes, there is no instant gratification with Google. No, <laughs> there really is not. <laughs> So once we've gone ahead and we've decided what content to update and we've made those content updates, what do we do with the post after that? Is there a specific checklist we should move through um, once we've gone and hit update on the on the post? Yeah, so that's actually included again in the PDF that I have linked Fantastic. in the show notes, but really treat it like it's a brand new piece of content. So something that I like to do with all of my posts, whether they're brand new or if it's something that I've updated 10 times is I promote the heck out of it. I think so many bloggers do not really give their content like the life and the opportunity that it deserves. Mm -hmm. And you never know where it's going to hit. Maybe it's a story pin. Maybe it's Instagram stories. Maybe it's sharing it in a Facebook group. Maybe it's on your email list. Maybe it's on YouTube. There are so many avenues that we can share our content. So I blast it out on all of them. So with all of my posts, I pin it on Pinterest and make a story pin. I share it to Facebook. I share it to Instagram. I try to do an Instagram stories tutorial. Now we have reels. Maybe that's a good opportunity for you. I always send it out to my email list. I make sure I make a video for it and post it on YouTube, even though I only have like 20 followers on YouTube. You never know. Maybe that's going to be the video that's going to make me YouTube famous. Yes, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> and the video is also great because it's going to help you with your rankings. And if you have an ad network, it's going to help you earn money. Um, right. And then at that point, I kind of just sit back and wait for it to hopefully climb in the ranks of Google. Okay, no, that's great. Um, and I do, I do think a lot of times we forget about that older content that kind of falls off the radar, yep. you know, and promoting it is is probably, you know, I, I like to tell people that creating content is probably 30% of what I do, where promoting it is like 70% of of my to-do list. Absolutely. And um, it's and super heard, important. Agreed. I heard this analogy, you know, the other day, and it was kind of related to singing. And it's like, when you go and hear a musician, you don't just want to hear all of their new albums. You want to hear their greatest hits too. Mm -hmm. So even if someone has been one of your readers for a long time, they still want to be reminded of that amazing recipe that is, you know, has a million five-star ratings and it's your absolute favorite and you make it every week for dinner. They, even if they've tried it already, they want to be reminded of it. And I think that as content creators, we kind of get stuck in our heads and think, well, oh, I already shared this or whatnot. Um, and I know you mentioned you had seen my presentation in the Food Blogger Summit. And I just want yes. to pull up the, the stat because I think that it is kind of jarring. And the stat is on average, a consumer has to see an ad seven times before they notice it or purchase it. And I think that it's helpful to think of your content is the ad. Mm -hmm. So before anyone's going to consume it, they have to see it a lot of times. So whether it's a new piece of content 
or it's an updated old piece of content, you really got to hit them hard with it because they really need that in order for them to kind of convert and actually do whatever it is, read, make your recipe, buy that shirt or whatever it is that you blog about. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's interesting pulling over like a, a marketing statistic like that into blogging. And it makes total sense because we are promoting our content and that's what we're kind of selling to our readers. So getting it in front of their face, you know, the first time they see it, they might be in line at target and not compelled to take action. Whereas exactly. if they see it again, they're like, oh yeah, that looked really great. I want to go back and check that out. So that makes, you know, complete sense. Um, In that respect, I also heard um, an interesting statistic. I think it was like every six months, your follower list kind of does a complete churn. So you're getting complete brand new lists or, you know, group of followers that haven't seen anything that you did six months prior because they weren't your followers then. So you're constantly needing to put that older content in front of them and introduce them to stuff that you had already produced. Yeah, that's super interesting. And I mean, it makes total sense when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, when you think about just how many new people are coming to your site and, you know, whether it's a website or an Instagram feed or a YouTube channel, whatever your, your method of creating content is, I mean, we're constantly getting new followers and people are, you know, falling off and coming on and we just have to kind of keep that content in front of them. Yeah. So, so in addition to sending out all the social, um, updates, do you do anything to let Google know that you've updated content? Yeah, I do. So if you go into Google Search Console, you can right at the top paste your URL for whatever your blog post is. And then at the top of the post, you're going to see some, once it loads, you'll see a little box on the top right and it'll say page changed with a question mark. And then it says request indexing. And you can click on that. And that basically gives Google a little nudge to be like, hey, Google, I changed this. It's worth giving it another look because it's way better than it was before. Um, and again, you're not going to see immediate results, but it's just kind of a little nudge that you can give to Google. Okay. That's great because sometimes it can take a while for those bots to actually get in and crawl the day, especially if it's old content that's way back in the archives. It might take them a while to get there. No, that's great. Um, do you have any other advice to us when, if, you know, for updating content or strat, you know, part of the strategy or promotion? I think to just really embrace it. I know that so many bloggers basically tie their work and their output to almost like their worth as the business owner or a content creator. And you, you don't have to do that. You've worked really hard to create awesome recipes and they just kind of need a little bit or recipes or whatever. uh, And they just need a little bit of dusting off and your audience is still going to really appreciate it. I mean, when you think about it, I know we all have our favorite bloggers, you know, pinch of yum is one of my favorite bloggers. I think that many food bloggers, you know, look up to them as well. There is no, I followed them forever. There is no way in heck that I could even tell you 25% of the recipes that they have, you know, no one besides us remembers all the content we've created. Even my mom doesn't know all the recipes that are on my site. And she's my biggest fan. So even I don't know all the recipes that I've created. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, I have that recipe on there. (laughs) Exactly. I was just talking to someone the other day and they mentioned that I was like, Oh, that's a good post. I And they said, well, I'm looking at it. It's not your site. (laughs) So, you know, I don't even remember all of them, like you said. So I think that we need to kind of remember that our audience sure as heck does not 
remember all the content that we have on our site and they need that nudge. They need that reminder. Even if they do remember it, they're going to probably think, oh yeah, I meant to make that recipe or, Mm -hmm. oh, I made that once for dinner and everyone in my house loved it. I need to talk about that again. And, you know, or I need to make that again. So don't get caught up in the new, 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 because most of the time people can't even consume all the content we're creating. And Mm -hmm. going back to that, your, your customer needs to see your message seven times. If they need to see it seven times before they're going to make or buy or or look at your fashion outfit, they're posting about how are they going to do that? If you are doing something new every single day, there's just Mm -hmm. too much for them to even consume. And I think it's interesting when you say see it seven times. I mean, and just because we promote it, you know, it goes out on Facebook, you have three pins that go out, you put it on Instagram, you know, like, let's say seven points there that you, you sent out, the average person isn't going to see all seven. So you probably even have to do more than that, right to assume that they're going to see it seven times. You You can't just create seven, you have to create more than that and just continually push it. So I really do think, you know, your advice there is, is spot on Like we really have to promote it more and be more aggressive with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So this has been great advice. Um, it's, it's super helpful, um, in working updated content into your content plan. I mean, we focus so much on creating the new content and doing that research, but really building in this, this updated component is, is super, super critical as we've learned today. Um, we, you have your um, guide that you've put together and we will link to that in the show notes below. So you can definitely find that. Um, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you, Liz? You can find me on my site. It's thecleaneatingcouple.com. You could also just shoot me a note, Liz at thecleaneatingcouple.com. I love to chat with you guys. So if you have any questions about anything I talked about or want to talk about blogging, feel free to email me there. Or you can also find me at thecleaneatingcouple on Instagram. Send me a DM. Love to connect there too. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day today to share this great information with us. Um, it has been super helpful and enlightening for me and I'm sure for the listeners that are, are tuning in. Thank you so much. This is great. I'm so glad that we got to talk about this. Yeah, me too. Thank you. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Liz Marino and you're thinking about what content you have that should be updated. I know that this is one of my core content strategies for the upcoming year. Don't forget to grab Liz's free checklist for updating old content. I've provided a link in the show notes along with the links to everything else that we talked about today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app. I would be so grateful. This helps me so much and make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Now go make today great. listening to the Smart Influencer Podcast with Christina Hitchcock at christina-hitchcock.com.